Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Feel Better Show, brought to you by so many arrows. So many goddamn arrows. Um, 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 da 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 dum. It's the Feel Better Show! Feel better with the Feel Better Show. You're not robbing a block slave anymore. You're robbing hood. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Phil Better, your host with the most, and this week I have the Prince of Thievery himself, the Robin of Loxley, the leader of the next revolution. Well, when it comes to Robin Hood stuff. Of course, I'm talking about Jason. Jason, please give yourself a little introduction. Uh, hi, Phil. Uh, I am Jason. And since last appearing on this podcast, I have been somehow nominated as the Robin Hood expert. So to, to the point that, Phil, I believe you were on another podcast recently speaking about Robin Hood. Um, and they told me when I recorded on this same podcast, oh, you'll be annoyed because we spoke with Phil about Robin Hood. And apparently, you're the guy. <laughs> so, Yeah, um, you, you are now known as the, with this podcast, you'll be officially dubbed the king of Robin Hood, uh, knowledgeable of Robin Hood. Anything about Robin Hood it has to go through you. It's only fair. That's how it works. Oh, that's what I like. And then, of course, when I'm not, busy talking about robin hood i also have my own podcast so uh, you, you may have heard me on a conversation with or if you're if you're very special and you want to see what i actually look like you can go to my youtube uh, show that is all across fitness and see me talk to some people about crossfit so that's where i am these days phil yes that's right you you started a new podcast slash youtube show definitely going to be in the links uh in the show notes you guys can check that out uh make sure you go uh watch and listen to that because it is a lot of fun and surprisingly uh, demystifies a bit about the world of crossfit for those that aren't in the world and think uh, crossfitters are all just bragging about crossfit and how many tires they can uh, flip over that's yeah. what i thought crossfit for, I mean, was for the longest time well you see that that's why this show exists so thank you <laughs> <laughs> but we're not here to talk about crossfit even though almost we are yeah in a way the crossfit will fit perfectly into this podcast um so ladies and gentlemen we're going to be talking about the latest robin hood film that stars uh jamie fox and hold on taron egerton yeah there's i'm guessing you have opinions on this just as i have opinions on this movie yeah i mean i, I i'm not generally a very opinionated guy so this will be interesting um so i, I don't even know where you want to begin really Phil. so this i'm is... just gonna i'm just gonna put a spoiler warning because i'm not even gonna review this movie with a not non-spoiler uh because it's it's not worth it um <laughs> uh, so if you can't tell wasn't a huge fan of this. Uh, Jesus. So, first things first, uh, Jason, just right off the bat, what did you think? 100%, like, what is your honest-to-God uh, opinion of this movie? Well, I, I've got a question for you first. Okay. Did you read any of the reviews before you watched it? No. 
So I literally went in. Uh, I saw the trailer. I saw maybe two trailers and a TV spot for this, and I was not excited to see this movie because I I didn't I didn't feel it. Um, going off the bat, so I didn't read any reviews. I went and saw it. I literally just gotten I just got home from seeing it, so it's like really fresh in my mind. And I was like hoping to be at least entertained by this movie. Right. And, well, see, I I'd seen the trailer. Okay. Maybe even maybe only one. I'm sure if I saw two trailers, I, I'd seen the trailer that I knew about, and I I can't even remember why, but like a day or two before I saw it, I um I I think I just wanted to see who somebody was, and I looked like somebody up, so I went on IMDb mm-hmm. and then saw. I didn't really read any of the reviews, but I just saw like the top three reviews were like one out of is it out of ten they do so yeah, like, one, one out of ten, 10 yeah. one out of ten, two out of ten, and I was just like. Oh no! <laughs> this, uh, I, to be honest, I started feeling guilty that you had to go and see this film. <laughs> well, luckily for me, I, I didn't pay to see it because uh, the movie theater that or the movie chain that uh, I use uh, has this like points card, and if you get a thousand points, uh, you get a free movie. So I didn't pay to see this, but okay. I did waste a well, free movie on it. Well, bear in mind that I went in like very. Um, what's, what's the word? My, I mean, not low expectations. I was like, oh, I, it's not even anymore an expectation. I've just heard that this is a really bad film. Oh yeah, and I had fun with it. <laughs> I uh, okay. It's it was better. I'll, I'll say it was better than what like the re- the reviews were saying, mm-hmm. and it was better than the trailer. Okay. Uh, I'm yeah. not saying it's a good film. Like it's it's not good, but it was kind of entertaining, and it was it was fine. Like it was it was okay. Probably the most egregious thing I've seen is people saying it's worse than the Russell Crowe one Ooh, because the Russell Crowe one is a bad film and boring and so long. Whereas this one, it's kind of bad. But it's entertaining nonetheless. It's like, all right, it's not great, but it's fine and it's a good distraction. And it didn't feel, at least for me, like when it is going to end. Yeah. It was all right. It, I would say it's, if you look in the historical concept, it, it doesn't even match. Robin Hood with Russell Crowe is probably more historically, and I'm using air quotes here, uh, accurate to the legend of Robin Hood and all that BS. This is nowhere near historically accurate at all but probably far more entertaining than uh, the russell crowe robin hood i'll give it that you see that's where see that's where i find like the russell crowe one i don't think it is historically accurate at all and since going on your show i went on uh, dog hair presents mm-hmm. and did a like a deep dive on robin hood so i feel that i am actually now I wouldn't say an expert, but well informed on if you're going to claim that it's historically accurate compared to this. And movie my point is, is well, yeah, but this this does not even try to be like that's that's what I kind of that's why I give it a pass because I'm okay. like, oh, it, it, right at the very beginning, he's like, well, I hated just <laughs> just at the same time, I did not like the kind of this isn't you know the Robin Hood you're expecting and when is it set? Well, we're not going to tell you like. I found that a little bit on the nose. Mm-hmm. 
because I would have rather that that was just left unsaid than we all kind of knew that that was the case. Yeah. But that is much better than the Russell Crowe one being like, this is the real, like, yeah, this is really, you know, historically what happened. And it's also not, but you're just, you know, it was just boring and long and trying to be so realistic and real that there was no fun. Yeah. And this is going completely the other direction. Like, Oh, this is nonsense. <laughs> this is absolutely insane. Yeah, this but w- as soon as you accept that, it's all right. It's fine. I mean, again, it's not good, but no. it's but it's not as bad as people are saying. No, no, that's my my issue. The thing I had, I kind of didn't. I did enjoy. It. Like there was entertaining moments, and for me, oh, it, it didn't feel like a Robin Hood movie. Like I want, because right. you you have the name of Robin Hood, so you need to have the Merry Men. You have to have the Sherwood Forest. Like those are two mandatory things in a Robin Hood story. Like every single Robin Hood movie has those two things, except for this one. Yeah, yeah. This one so, you only get the the you only hear about the forest at the end, and barely hear the forest. You don't even hear the name of the forest. You just know they're going into a forest, and then it's he gets his uh maybe gets his merry men you see one two two of the merry men and i'm sorry changing little john into his moorish companion i was i did not i was not okay with that yeah that that seems like um an unnecessary change yeah. uh in the like him being john had no you know relevance to the store it was just a name yeah so it was just a kind of oh we need to have little john in there somewhere and we want this character okay we'll just we'll just put him in that's but at the same time i don't feel it really like took anything away so much and again if we're going historically accurate um there was no Hood wasn't even from Sherwood Forest. It was yeah. from Barnsdale in Yorkshire. So, like, if you want to go super historically accurate, but again, because of movies and legends and that, we shifted him to the more famous forest that was Sherwood. Um, I did think, though, because I, I agree that there was no forest, which was quite funny, because I was thinking about the, like, promo image of all the arrows that made the trees. Yes. And then there were no trees anyway, so who cares? Like, <laughs> what was the point in that? I was, I was. It's like you're you're promoting Robin Hood. You need the trees. You need the attacks in the forest. You need that is what Robin Hood does. But this makes it. I I have to I have to compare it to, um, the 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 the, the King Arthur that just came out uh, recently. Yeah. Uh, with Jude Law, what's his name from Sons of Anarchy? Can't remember his name. Yeah, it's the it's the, the Guy Ritchie one. Yeah, I the don't Guy think Ritchie. I've actually seen that. I haven't seen it either, but I have to say, like these are pretty much the the same quote unquote same movie. Like they're just hyper action stories of these legends that are well known in our society. Yeah. And yeah, it's also too I mean, long. This movie should the, not have been two hours. Well, to be, I mean, if we're being completely honest, it probably shouldn't have been made. Yes. Like, <laughs> not not this movie, but really, like, any 
you know, I mean, like making a Robin Hood movie now, I don't really know who you're making it for. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that being said, they made an emoji movie, so like, true. <laughs> uh, I, I get why you'd make a Robin Hood one, but if you're gonna do it, like, I mean, what are your options now? There's been so many of them. So, do you redo the like Kevin Costner one? Do you do you go again, super gritty and real? Because that didn't work. Everybody hated the Russell Crowe one. Yeah. So now you're like, well, let's put a, a modern spin on it, which didn't. Work I mean, at all. yeah, I. It didn't work, but again, it. If you took it was the name more of entertaining Robin... than being super gritty and yeah. and real. Like a middle ground would have been nice. Yeah, it's, it's like maybe not prince of thieves and not the robin hood with russell crowe but give us something in between give us a bit more maybe take it from the perspective of little john instead of robin hood or will scarlet or even marion like give us a different point of view of the story instead of it focusing strictly on robin hood that would have been interesting yeah i was thinking about it afterwards because i was thinking like how could you do because it's it basically ends the same way as the Russell Crowe one. Yes. With him going to the forest. So it, it's both movies basically set up him becoming Robin Hood. Yeah. Well, um, this one sets him up to... Well, yeah. to Well, let's say to be the Robin Hood that we know yeah, of. Yeah, so so the, yeah. the, as you're saying, in the forest with this, with that. And I guess I was thinking... If I was to do it now, I would do like a standalone adventure of Robin Hood. Like something has happened and he's already in the forest. He's like, I wouldn't have it be now he's taking on the sheriff. He's taking on Prince John or whatever. I would have it just be a different kind of threat has appeared from somewhere or a particular robbery that needs to be done. And it's just sort of like a snippet of his life part of like it's. Yeah, his life kind of in the middle. So it's not how he began. It's not the conclusion when he's maybe pardoned or whatever. It's just an adventure that took place somewhere in the middle. Yeah, he's like, been I think that would be nice. Robin Hood for like ten years. He's you know he's grown accustomed. He's a little more gritty. He's got a few more scars. You know, a few more battles under his belt. Give us that Robin Hood. Don't I don't I know how he became Robin Hood. He lost his castle. He was in the Crusades. Okay, thank you very much give me something else i and, yeah but i oh. i quite i thought it was an interesting take that he was like um drafted and had to go sorry he was also playing batman well yes it's very <laughs> batman begins um which to be honest again this is where the trailer i didn't like because what i didn't like I, I i feel like i said it to you when we discussed the trailer yes on this show now that was a long time ago and i will take this moment to say phil you've not back on since then um i'm you know a little bit hurt that i had to wait until this film came out before i was allowed to be back on but oh it, let's... You know, it, it might it might be that i've had you on multiple times on my podcast between now and then but that's that's you know that's I, not I, well, relevant wait, wait, at wait, the moment wait, wait 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 whoa 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 time out here, <laughs> sir time out okay i was on a conversation with about the same time that you were on my podcast. Yeah. Then months later, you had me on 
uh, getting to know who twice. I admit yeah. twice. Twice. Back Man. to back. Okay. And then when was I back on your uh, a conversation with? About oh, a month few, ago. A few weeks ago. Yeah. A month ago, yeah. So there was a long period of time that I was not on your podcast between the first time showing up on a conversation with and the next time you showing up on a conversation with. And I haven't been on uh, getting to know who since I did my back-to-back. So there's that. Well, I, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but nobody's been on that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, True. yeah. That's a, a sore subject, so let's, let's not mention that. So if we don't talk about <laughs> that, there's a long gap that I wasn't on your podcast. So, sir. Fine. You, sir. Okay, okay. Well, you know who's not been on this podcast for a while is... Um, your co-host he's um, i'm concerned he's uh unf- he just started a, a new job and then unfortunately uh his mother passed away all right okay um, that's, so yeah he's he's that's a good that. that's a good reason yeah so he is uh he's taking some time off it's i have no problem when he's ready to come back he obviously he, the greatest co-host in the world is more than welcome to come back I'm giving him this time because he needs it to be with his family and uh, work everything out with uh, work and that. So in the actually, thank you for bringing that up in the show notes. There is a link to a GoFundMe that he's doing. He's raising money to give to uh, Alzheimer's uh, cure for Alzheimer's. It's for a good cause. I will be in the link in the description down below if you like to give a donation to that. And I know he'd be very appreciative of that. Um, But moving on to uh uh back to this movie uh the robin hood movie all right so it's still recording okay good i I like that you reminded us which movie yeah i had to (laughs) just in case um so just in case we forgot yeah (laughs) case that long ramblingness okay i felt um when they were in the moorish village or whatever that it was a very reminiscent of a modern day war movie yeah, they they were like in Afghanistan. Yeah, they were in that's, Afghanistan. That's it, and instantly, of, what I thought as well. Yeah. Uh, instead of having like the uh, M M sixteen rifles, they had bow and arrows. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I've seen enough movies about the Crusades that there are not walking around tight hallways with bow and arrows. They have their swords out, uh, and that they're not using it as a gun. Yeah, I feel though like that scene. It's it's very good at kind of letting you know what this movie is. Yeah, and and it and it happens early on, which is nice because what would be annoying would be to be like halfway through and then you realize how kind of it's almost like a parallel world. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like having it immediately be like, look, this is clearly modern day. But using, it, it's sort of it's this kind of mix between modern day and and an ancient sort of merged into one. But you get that immediately because yeah, they look like they're wearing kind of modern day body armor and and camo, and they're there in the in the desert. But as you said, they're using bow and arrow, and they're using uh, like a giant crossbow as a kind of yeah, heavy artillery. Yeah. They call in an airstrike basically with yeah. the uh, the rocks. But again. Like that for me was almost a reset your expectations moment. Because I'm like, oh, I'm coming in. I kind of know what this movie is. And then I saw that and I was like, oh, hold on a second. This is not at all what I was expecting. Um, but also the going back to the 
the Batman thing you said before, because that's where we got yes. <laughs> we got lost on. In the trailer, and this is what I said to you when I was on your show the other time, was that it seems like he was playing this role. Like he's you know, he's still got all his wealth, he's still in this nice position, mm-hmm. and then he's just sort of also going out being Robin Hood. Yeah. Um and, and I said, you know, I feel like in the other movies when he lost everything and he was an outlaw, that was more meaningful because he he you know, he'd had to kind of give everything up in order to fight against the, the these bad people. Yeah. Whereas here he's living like the best of both worlds. And that's not the case at all. He loses everything and he, he almost loses things kind of I don't say worse than in other movies, but yeah, you know, he comes back and they think he's been dead for two years, everybody's moved on, all his stuff has been repossessed. So he he does come back and find himself. And then he doesn't want to assume this role of, you know, being a friend of the sheriff. Yeah. And so on. And he's sort of pushed into doing that by by Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And so I actually when I like when all that happened, I was like, oh, good. This is better than I thought it was going to be, because the trailer had me believe that he was sort of, you know, a man of uh, a life of privilege who in his spare time was, you know, fighting the good fight for the poor people. Whereas actually he was begrudgingly getting in close to those with power because that was the only way to work out, you know, what was going on and who had the money and why and what what the plan was. So I quite like that element of it Mm -hmm. more than I thought I would. It was, it was interesting um, that, that aspect that he was, he wasn't, really wanting to be the the old school uh person that he was he was like i'm a changed man i'm trying to i'm going to take down the sheriff because the sheriff is a bad person versus being oh i'm just going to be this like lush in essence so i i like yeah. that he was he was forced into like like you said jamie fox is like no you have his line was if we find out if we pull the money we find out what bites so you need to be close enough to find out what bites or something along those yeah. lines. Like so I, I like that aspect. Like he, he does he is playing the dual role of uh Robin of Loxley and Robin Hood, but I don't know. See, see the, the the thing is though, is that people are saying, uh, oh, you know, it's very arrow esque. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I like Arrow. <laughs> I watch that T V show. I enjoy it. It's a good show. And then oh I and it's very Batman Begins. You know what? Batman Begins is an amazing movie. It is. This is not Batman Begins. This is not nearly as good as Batman Begins. But to kind of pull this down by comparing it to things that I quite like, I find doesn't doesn't. I mean, again, this is not a good movie. I'm not saying this is a masterpiece, but I just think it's this is like a this will be for me. I think I finally have like a guilty pleasure movie. Okay. And I don't think I've ever had one. Jeez. <laughs> and, and I kind of get it now. <laughs> and, and it's been a long time that people are like, you know, that movie that's really bad. And generally I'll watch a movie because I either think it's good or I won't watch it. Yeah. This is the first time I've been like, oh, I can see all the cracks. Like, I get why you don't like this, but I don't care. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just, and that might just be because clearly I am a Robin Hood fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, we've discovered. Um, 
I heard a, a one review I watched, like having since. I didn't watch any reviews until I'd seen it, but I watched a few after. And someone was like, oh, you know, why are they trying to turn him into a superhero? Well, why not? Like, he kind of was a, a you know, a sort of superhero. So, yeah, give him the, you know, the dual identity that a superhero has. I, I don't have a problem with that. Like, it's a slightly different take. And to be honest, it didn't last long. No. You know, it was quite soon that he revealed to him. And, you know, not just to, you know, it wasn't like a Batman revealing to Rachel Dawes that he's Bruce Wayne. He basically told all the people who he was. Yeah. Uh, I do like, I did like when he saves Marion. Um, she's like, Robin Hood? Like Robin? Like she knew like immediately. Yeah. She's like, he's like, how did you know? Like this will fool anybody, and he's like, "Well, it fooled everyone else." Yeah, I like like the yeah, playing on the was, fact that was just, like, more like, how much time. Sorry, I was gonna say it's more how much time he's spending with Jamie Fox, who's like the only man that looks like that who also has one arm, like yeah. one hand. <laughs> like, I was like, hold on a second. Like when he was running from the uh, the vault the first time, like the the only, the first time, the only time, and he gets out and like Jamie Jamie Fox is holding is uh, is has the horse-drawn carriage i'm like in england i believe at the time it was like 99 percent white yeah i'm pretty sure well at that time it was pretty white well it was and i did i did feel at times like it's good to have so it's good to to have diversity in modern films yes so it's like you you want to have that but sometimes it can be a little bit like it can mess up your head cannon a little bit. Yeah. And there is a, a now like, like I'd have to go back and watch it again to be sure. But at the beginning, you know, when they are executing the prisoners mm -hmm. to get information and Gisborne like tells his, one of his guys like bring the next one. And that guy who like goes off to get somebody else is black. to then be executed is black. Yeah. So, is he a deserter from <laughs> like, exactly is, is he going to get one of his fellow countrymen because he's joined up with the crusaders to like save himself and now he's happily because he seems quite like joy not yeah he's yeah I would say he's joyful. Like, this is what we do he was like yeah i'll get another one don't you worry and you're feeling a bit like well like there as much as you know you pr i praise diversity and, and and casting different characters that's great but if you've set them in a conflict where the way to identify the two teams is the color of their skin it's a little bit like misleading maybe if you've got then one on this side who is and again if he'd just been in the background no fine. problem but he's the one going to get the people that you are the like people that you are executing who are already your prisoners who don't have weapons who you know it's not like oh he, he killed him in self-defense this is just murder brutal <laughs> and it's like seems like a strange choice to pick that person to do that job kind yeah of it there, but, there were some strange <laughs> things in this movie um like that was a big thing and it's like you're looking you're using jamie fox as your um servant in essence because he's at the church and he gets noticed with a few but he's also your yeah. accomplice to 
uh, rob things, and he's your getaway driver. Yeah, and, and he's was, not wearing costume. <laughs> no, he's not wearing. He's not hiding anything. Um, and it's like mm, that's probably a bad idea because there's probably no Moorish people in the whole of Nottingham. Probably all in England. Uh, yeah. so he's kind of recognizable, specifically with the with the uh the the dots, the bumps. I'm not sure what you want to call them. The facial markings. He yeah. he's probably the only one in the whole fucking city that has that. But no, he doesn't need he doesn't need the hood. Only the white guy in the white city needs the hood. Yeah, and he's got like not only one hand, but he's got like a metal stump. So yeah. it's quite. But um, he did say one thing that I found. Like, is this meant to be a joke or have, have the way they've worded it? I was like, is that just me reading too much into it? Or is that quite a clever wording? Because, you know, when he he tells me he's too slow and he's like, I could fire, you know, two arrows, uh, you know, a second or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of like, oh, you could. But now you can't. You only have one arm. And so he make him shoot at him. Yeah. Do you remember that scene? So he's like, well, shoot me. And he walks up and he says, you've killed hundreds of us. What's one more? And I'm like, is he saying what's one more as in one additional? Or is he saying one more as in one more a Moorish person? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, there was that line too. I'm like, okay, what is he meaning by that line? <sighs> Just, uh, it made me chuckle. But it might be that I wrote myself a joke there <laughs> instead of them. But I liked it. Hey, as long as I you just enjoyed thought, it. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the different actors then? There's quite a number of like uh, prominent roles in here. Okay. So first off, I had a big problem with Marion's accent. It seemed to change. Yeah. Okay, she's I'm, Irish, I think. Yeah. She's uh, the actress Eve Hewson, probably destroying her name. She is. She was born in Ireland. Don't know where in Ireland. It just says 91 in Ireland. So... She was born in Ireland. Oh, 91, though. They're I know. so young. I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. It hurts me even bringing that up. But she was born in Ireland. And so at some points you had a bit of an Irish accent. You had somewhat American at a point. And I think at one point she had a British accent. Yeah. She, she I feel, was probably the most... No. I was about to say the most inconsistent. But I think that's Jamie Foxx. <laughs> yeah, Jamie Foxx... <laughs> He had no accent. He had a bit of an accent. He 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 was. I don't know what he was doing with his accents, but like I didn't notice Jamie Foxx's as much because I guess he his talks were short, so it wasn't it didn't jump out at me as much because I'm like, oh, he's Moorish. He will have a different accent than everybody else. So like, yeah, and usually it was maybe shouting or there was like explosions at the same time. So. You know, but his voice was a little bit concealed. Yeah, and plus, if he if he talked in American and like with an American accent, and everybody was speaking in a British accent, it's like okay, he has an accent. Like, not for you, it would he has an accent, but like you could differentiate that he's not from the location. Whereas, yeah. like, because when he was being captured, he did have that Moorish type accent, but when he was in England he didn't have that heavy of a Moorish accent. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, I can see that. But Eve, in the middle of her conversation, she would change accents. Yeah. Like, she would be talking. Yeah. You hear the Irish accent, you're like, okay, cool. 
then the other person would respond and it goes back to her and she has no accent and you're like wait did am i going insane like didn't she have an accent like five minutes ago that was clearly irish yeah i'm glad i'm glad i'm not the only one because i i don't want to say i didn't like her she was fine but i i there was something a little bit off i was like i'm not sure about about her um I was. I wanted to take notes, Phil. I wanted to be very professional, <laughs> and um, and I've said on multiple podcasts that I am not good at like movie reviews because I, I just like everything. I'm like, it's all nice, it's all fine, and so I wanted to. And I, I think I made a note like at the very beginning because I again I went in very negative, and it started with all the kind of exposition of this isn't the story you know, and I can't tell you when it is, and I was like, oh, this is bad. Mm-hmm. And then it starts with like it's a story of a thief, but not the thief that you know. And it's it's Marion like breaking in, okay. And okay. he and he kind of catches her straight away and is like, oh, you know, you should wait till the guards. They're gonna have a break and this and that. And then he sort of tell me your name, and she just does. And I was like, Marion is too trusting. <laughs> oh. How do you know he's not gonna turn you in right then and there? Also, as a thief, she's revealing way too much boobs. Like, I, I like seeing boobs in a movie. Like, but all of her outfits were just, like, like is, is in this movie, like, in previous movies, Marion is uh, a, a lady. Like, a lady, her father's a lord or something. She comes from wealth. In this movie, yeah. it looks like she doesn't come from any wealth. No. But her clothes, well, they don't fit a commoner's clothing. Like, at one point, like, she had that lace bonnet when we, we not lace bonnet, but lace shirt when we first see her, and her boobs are literally spilling out of the, the shirt. Then she has a, a lace nighty that I'm like, um, that's way too white. That's, like, too clean for living in the mines. Yeah, you'd be lucky if you could get it that white. Like, now, I don't yeah. Even, yeah, like, even with modern technology, bruh, I don't know that it can be that pristine white. She lives in the mines. All her clothes, she never seems dirty. Whereas her Will Scarlet, played by Jamie Doran, seems to be perpetually dirty in the mines. And she seems to be never touched by any of the dirt. Like even even uh, Taryn, when he goes into the mine a bit, he gets dirty. And I'm like, how is she not touched by any dirt? Like, what is she? what's her secret? Well, maybe she has a secret. We don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll find out in the sequel. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the the, the freak! Oh my God! If this doesn't win, this this movie wins for like setting up in a uh, a universe because like it's so on the friggin' nose with the yeah. T- Although I I did listen to um the episode of the Weekly Planet speaking about it today. No, I haven't uh, again to after it. after having seen it, and James made the point that is it setting up for a sequel or is it just saying like. You know, and now the legend begins very much the same way the Russell Crowe one did, in that because you're just establishing a character who then we all know, so you can't even just leave it there and like, and then he became the Robin Hood you know, and sort of leave it that way. No, the- but you see, I I liked something there, which again, you probably won't have appreciated, <laughs> but the fact that Will Scarlet becomes the sheriff, I like that switch of Nottingham. Is it? Well, what I like is that the Sheriff of Nottingham is a position and not a name. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go back through all like the the historical kind of legends of Robin Hood, he's never identified with a name. He is always just the Sheriff of Nottingham. It may even be 
multiple people because he is beheaded in one of the stories. Yeah. So it might be then his replacement <laughs> that is sort of featured in later ones. Um, so it could, yeah, just be, it's just a title. So subbing somebody else in, that's quite, you know, that's quite interesting. And, and I kind of feel like, you know, there are some movies where you're just like, a sequel would actually be better than the original. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel with this, like a se- like again, also with the Russell Crowe one, a sequel would be better than, than what that movie, that movie just set up for then what could be a good next movie. Yeah. But because because the setup's so bad, you don't get it. Yes. You don't get the next movie. And I, I'm, I, you know, I'm fairly confident that this will not get a sequel. No, this is not getting a uh, sequel. Um, unless what I found is um, unless beyond the box set, do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they'll they'll do a lot of good sequels. Probably Harry Harry's going to make wonders of these sequels. Um, there are some. It, it it sets it up for a sequel like this there's no doubt that they, they want a sequel um just by the way they end it with uh f- tuck not friar tuck they're calling him tuck um tim Minchin, who i have to say he's he was pretty good in it i really enjoyed him yeah his i think all the the characters were like i, I actually think everybody kind of individually did do a good job yeah so i don't know why it didn't work because I well, think... I do know why it didn't work, but I mean, you had good actors that actually played the roles quite well. I thought. Yeah, I think if if they didn't put this in uh, an ambiguous time in the past and put it maybe in the future, more of a as a dystopian kind of thing, like uh, the world's fallen and you have now a different type of world it could have worked a bit better because when i was looking at the sets i'm thinking okay i i i don't know england's england's history that much but i'm pretty sure 90 percent of this like set pieces were not in england like they i'm pretty sure nottingham didn't have a giant uh giant mine like they have set up there right beside the city yeah with random (laughs) fires just jumping out I'm like that 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 didn't help I think the story but if they went like a dystopian future where all electronics and all modern technology has gone out because the church is um came back into power for some reason so you only have bow and arrows and swords I was disappointed there was no sword fighting like that's a crucial part of Robin Hood is the sword fighting yes the bow and arrow but if this is medieval they use swords. Like none of the guards had swords. They had billy bats. It's huh. a good. Uh, There's no swords. Good point. So if then, uh, if they put it into like a dystopian future, I feel this movie would have done better. Like I can't tell you when this story is because of what happened in our past, but I can tell you that it takes place in our future. I've been like, okay, we have a general time frame, so where like the set pieces can make sense. I think because they're like it's in the past because of the Crusades and the set pieces don't work and that and obviously the clothing they're wearing jackets, like Jamie Fox actually says it. He's like, I like that coat. Well, now you have a jacket. It's like they they didn't have jackets back then. They didn't even know the word existed, and everyone's wearing yeah. like leather like leather coats and stuff. And it's like no, this there's too much that would take you out of 
when everybody knows this legend is placed. And I think that's what really hurts this movie. If they gave us it's in the future, then people would be more forgiving for what the, the clothing, the set pieces, uh, and that. They would be a bit more forgiving of some of those things. And the soldiers wearing the faceless masks. Because um, like people know a bit of history and they're like, this this takes it away because this isn't this isn't how the world was back when apparently this was happening. Yeah, I, I I kind of agree with you in that there is almost there's only like one or two things that make it impossible for that just even to be headcanon of just ah oh, this is clearly set in the future like in the far distant future and civilization has sort of crumbled and almost restarted mm-hmm. and there's just a, a, there's just hints of modern civilization that is their ancient past but everything else has kind of reverted back to to how it was before because there is no technology or whatever um but yeah there's just a few things where you're like ah that you know because of the crusades and the church in rome and all of that you're just like i can't you know it can't really be that yeah it's like (laughs) but they they, like almost could it's like it's on the cusp there's like a few little tweaks here and there and you don't have a robin hood set in the past you have a robin hood set in the future and and i'm guaranteeing if it was a robin hood set in the future like with everything that this movie was and it wasn't set in the past everybody would it probably would get a lot more love than it was it's getting right now but is it better than the russell crowe one (laughs) have you have you changed your mind on that or you still think the russell crowe one's better for pure entertainment i'm giving it to this yeah for one that stays relatively true to the legend of robin hood i give it to the russell crowe because it it's not i like you said it's not very true to the actual legend of robin hood but if you watch it people can be like this is a robin hood movie because yeah it's it's more based in quote-unquote reality um versus like the prince of thieves like prince of thieves the disney are for me the two best robin hood movies boom because those are the movies i really enjoy like i feel that the prince of thieves has a bit of the the realism of England of the time, but it has a lot of entertainment value. <clears throat> so for me, that's yeah. that's why I love that Prince of Thieves, and obviously the cartoon with the fox, uh, fox, and all that. I just enjoy it because it's it's a like it's a silly little story. It's fun. It's cartoon. You're it's just there for entertainment, and it it follows somewhat of the the legend of Robin Hood, but it's pure entertainment but in a kid's point of view so that's why it's fun the uh the um what's his name russell crowe it's it's too realist and not there's not enough entertainment in it that's the problem with that one this one they just went full entertainment they put it up to 11 it's very entertaining like there's a lot of fun entertaining moments in this movie Mm. but because they try and put it into the period of the crusades it it loses so much else it like, falls apart yeah yeah also because they kind of use that to you know put across some kind of not so subtle Political? messages oh. <laughs> as well which which was you know fine whatever <laughs> do, do what you want i don't care i i did actually like that the church was the the villain almost mm-hmm. um pulling the strings behind the scenes because that that is 
very uh, predominant in the Robin Hood legends. Yeah. Um, and actually the reason that, you know, people may have kind of rallied around someone who was essentially a criminal because <laughs> he was, he was a, a, an outlaw. He was a bandit, uh, would have been that the majority of his kind of thing was against the church and the church was oppressing people quite heavily at the time. So they, you know, they were quite happy to get on the side of somebody who was against the church. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I like, I like that. There was, it wasn't just the sheriff being the sheriff. The sheriff wasn't the big, big villain. There was someone behind the sheriff and they were using the sheriff as a puppet. I like that aspect. Um, I, I like the cardinal more than I like the deacon. I guess you would call him. Um, yeah, he kind of he I, I he did kind of remind me of the uh, the guy the the priest or whoever who did the uh, the marriage in um, the Prince of Thieves. Right. Yeah. He yeah. I know of, the one that gets thrown out the window. Yeah, by Friar Tuck. I I I got that vibe from him, but he's I I felt like he was playing too villainous, and I'm like, you're supposed to be a cardinal, you're supposed to be a religious dude, you're not supposed to be so open about your your villainy. You're supposed to kind of be like in private, you're a little villain, but in public, you're super nice. But I feel like he was too villainy, uh, specifically in the moment when um uh Ben Mendelson as the sheriff was speaking and you had Friar Tuck right next to him, you're like, you don't know if Friar Tuck's on your side. Yeah, he's a he's a priest or he's a friar, but he could be on the other team. Like you don't know like how much can you trust this guy? Yeah, there was another moment when that happened that I did as again again, I you know, I I preface everything with I know this isn't a good movie. Yeah. And like this is one of the moments where I was just thinking, yeah, that's that's a bit of a stretch. So he, you know, when he, he they're having the meeting with the cardinal, mm-hmm. and um, he he takes Tuck and he sort of throws him in, and he's like, oh, this guy, he stole the keys, and he's you know, and and so he sort of proves his loyalty, yeah. and uh, and everybody has to leave, and Mendelssohn's there, and the the cardinal's there, and he turns to leave, and he's like, no, you can stay, I trust you. Now, I feel that trust has degrees. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I might trust you to a degree, and I, I might be quite happy to tell you certain things. But if I'm revealing treason of the absolute highest level, I feel like, you you know, there's a few steps we've missed. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. We've jumped from, uh, who is this man? Oh, this is is Robin. Oh, okay. To well, you say he's okay. I will out myself as plotting to overthrow the King of England. Yeah, it's like, it's like ah. we go from hi, I just met you to here's my deepest darkest secrets that you can use to destroy me. It is almost the Bond villain like monologuing before. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there was a line. See, this is the funny thing. Like, uh, what I found with the movie is that it just. There, there were definitely elements of a really good movie in there, mm-hmm. and there were certain lines that I really liked. And there is a line in that bit when um, the I, I'm sure it was there that the cardinal is talking about fear, yes. and he he basically says how uh, like the church invented hell, like hellfire to rule people through fear. Yeah, like and, and he makes this statement, and I found that to be a very profound 
statement in what was not a very profound film. No, it, it so. was a great line. I was like, wow, that like the whole that whole sequence is like about fear and then saying that the church created hell to control the masses by fear. I'm like, wow, that that's a wow. Good on I like that. Like that was a great moment and you have Mendelssohn just portraying it so well and you have the uh, other actor give me a second uh, F Murray Abraham playing the cardinal and like that whole scene I'm like this this is this belongs in a better movie this does not deserve to be in this movie yeah maybe I need to make a super cut of this movie <laughs> yeah it just it's just that pretty much take that out scene. the bits I like yeah um but there's another point too in it when Mendelssohn is sitting with Egerton and they're just like at the first like meeting where he says, "Oh yes, I'll put the bounty up," and the other guys are like, "Yes, because oh, we won't do that." And then yeah. he talks about sodomy. Yeah, he just basically reveals his whole backstory. And I'm like, "Whoa, hold on! How the? F- when did this? Wow, this is um, this is special. I did not expect to get this going on right now. Like, did like." The writer did he watch a a news story about like hazing, and then was like, "Oh, I'm inspired. I'm going to write this into this movie because this is a bonding moment with uh with uh between Mendelssohn and Egerton or Robin and the sheriff that just needs to happen." And I'm like, "This this does not need to be in this movie. Like, I don't need to know why the sheriff doesn't like the lords. He's supposed to not like the lords because they're cheap." or something i don't know but not because they used to sodomize him and the other kids yeah it's i i see what you're saying um although and it comes i mean it kind of it kind of gives him a better not not a better backstory but a more clear motivation than any other version really because generally he's like quite often he's sort of wanting to see power to take power and you're kind of thinking you can't like what's your end game because you can't even just it doesn't matter how much you accumulate you're always going to be subject to the king or the prince or whatever Mm. and there is no way around that like there will always be someone in line before you yeah you will never get to just take over from with it like you can go and you know a king can go to another country and conquer and kind of take over to a degree in the in those days but you from within cannot just usurp the throne and imagine that people will get on board with that yeah like he i like you find out that he wants to get rid of the lords because and you're like okay so and then you learn that he wants to become king you're like okay so he wants to become king so he can take care of those lords that's a little like that like as a revenge plot that's like that's thinking long long fucking term like if i was you i would have just slit his throat and be done with it now you're going like you want to take down the whole whole thing and they could have made the sheriff of nottingham kind of a hero in that way kind of like um killmonger in the black panther he's doing it in a different way they could have like they could have maybe still turned the story on its nose that he's only doing this so that he can stop like the lords from being evil fucking pricks but you never get the sense that the lords are evil fucking pricks they just seem rich idiots whereas the way he tries to you know remove them through funding this war and oppressing the people 
extremely harshly makes him come off as the evil guy like there is no yeah you can't get behind what he's doing because the the kind of the collateral damage of the common man yeah is so extreme that there is no sort of yeah but you see we we thought he was bad but actually he's on our side it's just like oh no he is so just out for himself he hates these people he wants to get rid of them but he couldn't care less about you either (laughs) so so it's sort of it's almost like you've got multiple villains (laughs) throughout which Which, well, hey, setting up for sequels will work fine. Yeah, sequels on sequels here. Um, but like, if but at no point do you see the the lords being villainous. We only have his word for it. Now, if we saw the lords somewhat be villainous for some reason, then I'd be like, okay, we can kind of get behind him. I still don't like it, but we can see his actions are somewhat justified. But we never, we only get his words that it's it's justified, and I'm like. I can't take you on your word. You're a fuck. You're the sheriff of Nottingham. I know you're evil. I know from history, from everything, from what you're doing is pure evil. So I can't get behind that. Yeah. Like give. Yeah. And he says, I don't like the taste of brandy. I'm like, when the fuck was brandy brought into this story? Like no one offered you brandy. Like if Egerton offered you brandy, I would have been like, okay, that, that tells me why you don't like brandy, but you're just coming out and saying, and that's why I don't like brandy okay you see this is where again i start like writing my own movie halfway through (laughs) and i'm like going ah i wonder if later when he is the hood he will make a comment or like throw a bottle of brandy at him or something and then be like oh you know i know you and and somehow reveal that he knows he doesn't like the taste of brandy and there would be that like click like (gasps) that would have been great that that goes back to do you know and i because because that line seemed to serve no purpose i was starting to assign it <laughs> some relevance later in the film like uh-huh this is the this this is not a, what we... this is something this is coming back that's a line like the way he says it it sends up flags for you going this is important this comes back this is coming back for some reason everybody li- remember this moment because it comes back and it never pays off yeah i'm sure there was a thing that marion said as well um, and I was like, oh, this is the, it's not who I am, like underneath, it's what I do that defines me line from mm-hmm. Batman Begins. I was like, oh, this is the line he is going to say to her and she will realize that he is Robin, like that he is the hood kind yeah. of thing. Again, it didn't happen because as, as you saw, she immediately knew it was him, which it's... also goes to the, I, I did say to my wife at the time, are they not going to think? How strange this man has appeared at exactly the same time Robin has come back from what we assumed was the dead. Like, like, like at one point, like when they're at the, I'm guessing it's the craps table. I don't know what game they were playing. And he's, and um, Ben Mendelsohn is like, and he, well, he must be a, a veteran. And Egerton is like, but why? Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. like, obvious swallowing of the the tongue for a moment he goes but why do you think that well he's very well trained he's well under pressure and he's looking at egerton and i'm like does he know like is this all a trap just to catch him like does he know and yeah like, I, there's going to be a turn i also, and it's going I to be also thought time. exactly that like oh is this is, is there something here is this a hint or i was sort of expecting uh, robin to give a line about how oh well you know 
why do you think that oh he's well trained he's this is that and then maybe him give some kind of offhand comment about how well you know if you actually saw the the people that are fighting out there you'll realize that most of them aren't really well trained or well equipped or really shouldn't be out there fighting in the first place kind of thing yes like there would be some line about how inept most of the people there were that they weren't really ready for combat or something like that which you know could have served also their sort of propaganda-ishy yeah <laughs> you could have been like they were trying to fill out but no nothing just another another line that passed us by yeah so, just like okay there's so much opportunity and it's wasted another great like that moment had had such gravitas because you felt the tension building and then he just cuts the tension like horribly and you're like that's it that's the payoff this is shit that is it yeah or like i was hoping like someone would click that he's robin hood at that moment like either marion or uh ben mendelson the sheriff and you'd be like oh my god that's a oh that's amazing he got caught kind of like the scene in uh homecoming where they're in the car uh, you have Spider-Man, oh, you have, yeah. um, I don't know, the the girl, and you have, I'm blanking on his Keaton. name. Vulture. Yeah, the Vulture, Keaton, and then he just, it just clicks, and you just see him look into the mir- uh, the rearview mirror, and it clicks for both of them. Like, Spy- uh, Tom Holland figures out that he knows that he's Spider-Man, and so it's like, that, that was a great moment, and I was hoping for such a great moment there, and they just let it go, and you're like, oh, really? Yeah, it's again, you know, I'm I I feel like I'm taking up the cause. You know, I feel very much like I am Robin Hood in this situation. I am just taking up the cause because I feel that this film is being unfairly like ripped apart. Like, really, don't get me wrong. the, the, The reviews I've read on it are absolutely scathing. Like they are so negative. And and I actually read one review that put it as like 10 out of 10. And they literally wrote in the review, this is only like 7 out of 10, but I'm putting it 10 out of 10 to balance out the number of people that just cannot like let it go and relax. Because there were so many 1 out of 10, 1 out of 10, 1 out of 10, 2 out of 10, 1 out of 10, 1 out of 10. And, and I, it's not that bad. Like It's not great, but it's not 1 out of 10. Come on. So for me, it's not a 1 out of 10. There are enough good moments in it that I can put it, I'll, I'll put it at like a 5, 5.5 out of 10. Like I'm willing to give it like it's a 50, it passes, it, it passes a high school test. There are yeah. great moments in it, like the, the fear scene, the mini training mon- montage I found cute uh, that they're doing CrossFit. Oh, I, I- I kind of didn't like that scene, to be honest. <laughs> Why did you? That like was it? a little bit too. Like that's where I I drew the line at. Oh no, this is ridiculous. <laughs> well, like he's made a bench press out of a, a wheel. Yeah, and, and then he's he's off. pulling. He's he's must he's doing the pull for his biceps as if he's doing pulling a a, a bowstring. But he, Jamie Fox is just adding weights to it. And he's like that just fixes your pulling of your bowstring. Like, I found that kind of, like, that little montage I liked. It was ridiculous to no end, but it was a fun montage, I found. Yeah. And when he's, like, shooting the bows and arrows and he's learning how to do it with the uh, gripping of multiple arrows in his hand, you know, I was like, okay. Yeah, I liked that. That was cool. I was like, okay, I can get... Like that. Sorry, go. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say you, you're saying that like the multiple arrows thing, like that was almost a unique look. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it gave it a little bit of flair, kind of. Oh, look, you know, you'll see him going there, holding, like having like three arrows, pretty much knocked into the bow. And then there's an in-universe justification where he sort of says, "Make your hand a quiver. Like the more arrows you can hold, the, the faster you, you know, the shoot. faster you can." can reload kind of thing so it was nice it, it it gave the film a little bit of you know it the flair that it's trying to go for but it justified it in universe it looked cool uh i i that's where i was like oh this film is it's stupid but it's, it's fun. my kind of stupid yeah well <laughs> apparently that that style of shooting is actually accurate it is an ancient technique to hold right. hold uh arrows in your hands for your knocking so apparently they actually had like uh, I was reading on IMDb some trivia about it. Give me a second. Where's the trivia? The ancient technique of speed shooting from the draw hand and the double draws are used by Robin Hood in this fee- in this movie. Um, give me a second. You- YouTube sensation Lars Anderson of Denmark was hired to teach the cast archery. Lars Anderson was made famous for creating a YouTube video where he showed extraordinary skill with a bow and arrow giving him the nickname The Real Life Legolas. Among some of his skills, he's able to hit an incoming arrow midair and shoot and hit three marks in a single jump from the ground. To increase his speed, he uses an ancient technique that requires him to shoot with his draw and not cross the arrow on the bow like modern archers do. This technique is used by Robin in the film. So like when uh, when Jamie Foxx is telling him... Well, not only the jump, but he's like, you know, when he's drawing the arrow, he he knocks it and then puts it on like the the left hand side of thing instead of doing that. Oh, yeah. Keep it on the right. Save a second on your draw. Yeah. So he's like he's using actual real ancient techniques that may have been used by the Robin Hood of the actual day. I don't know. I'm just saying or actual archers back in that period of time. So it's like, okay. I like that. It's kind of accurate. But there, this movie has a lot of good moments in it. And I can see the gem of a movie in it. There's just there's too much polish that needs to be done to make it the gem that it could be. Probably, it, it, I'm saying with enough polish, it may, have, may give uh, Kevin Costner's run. But because of the dirt that's on it, I can't. I, I can put it above Russell Crowe. But I can't put it anywhere close to the Kevin Costner. I mean, that's fine because that that was really my objective was just I mean, if we're going on like the rank list of everything terms here, I just came in just to, you know, I, I needed it not to be a, sitting at the bottom. Oh, it's not. It, ha- it's not. To, it unfortunately it, it had to be above the Russell Crowe one. That's and I'm fine with that. I can handle it. But I would watch this again. I like, would. This is a kind of film that I would more than happily just have. Would you on pay in the background while I'm it? doing something else. Would you pay to go see it again? Um, probably not. There, there we go. <laughs> um, but that doesn't say much, Phil, because I am so rarely at the cinema. Anyway. Yeah, no. Um, like if it if it it comes on on Netflix, I'll probably watch it again. Not gonna lie, it 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 can be that guilty type pleasure where it's like, okay, let's watch it again. See the silliness of this movie. Enjoy the. Uh, the assertiveness of this movie that it has and just be entertained like as it entertained me but I was also looking at it kind of critically because I wanted to see how bad it was 
because it just from the trailers it just looks so bad and there were moments i was like wow this is there is some good moments it is entertaining um it did meet my expectations my expectations were very low but it did meet it meet met and succeeded my expectations it just there's there's a lot of like i can see what needs to be done to make this movie better than what it is yeah see i think we had very different approaches because i went in the same like i'm gonna look at this with a critical eye and i'm gonna write a report and i'm gonna come on this show and i'm gonna tell you what i think about this movie and then like 10 minutes in i was like oh no this isn't that kind of movie this is a i'm switching my brain off now yeah (laughs) and i'm just gonna sit here and let this thing dance across my eyes and maybe recall some of it when i leave (laughs) And I, I feel it works as that, but it, it you know it harkens back to my you know I, I'm sure I've told you before like I I want fantasy I just want I don't want things to be real I yeah. like to be like real is real I live in the real world and on TV or in the cinema or whatever that is fantasy and entertainment yeah. and this for me it kind of it sits nicely on that shelf of oh it's just nonsense like mm-hmm. don't think t- it's kind of like uh, like a sci-fi movie where there'll be certain things that like a physicist will just tell you oh well that's not correct like that just doesn't work but because generally we don't get that because we're not physicists we just ignore it mm-hmm. the difference here is that we kind of all feel we know history or so I- we're a bit more like oh no but that wouldn't be right but you see actually like if you make a little bit of research there were there were some like very accurate historical things referenced mm-hmm. but then but then at the same time they were wearing kind of modern clothes and they were but but again like what do you want do you want them to speak old english because then we wouldn't understand any of it anyway so you're happy that we modernize the language like that's a funny thing as well because sometimes we'll be told oh like the language is too modern like oh they're speaking as we speak today and that's wrong and like yeah but how far back do you want to go because if you try to read some of the original stories the robin hood ones they are indecipherable they are written in in old english it makes no sense even trying to read yeah like some shakespeare or even charles dickens or um i read uh dr jekyll and mr hyde that wasn't written that long ago and their their use of the english was and this is like merely a, a a copy word for word. Like there's no modernizing the words or anything like that. I had a difficult time reading it because of the yeah. know, the, the English they were using because it wasn't modern written. Like I have no problem with them modernizing the language or modernizing the film. But tell me you're modernizing the film. Don't say we're going to do a whole bunch of this is modern, but we're going to set it back in the uh, 1600s. That yeah, that, that I, mean, I have a problem with. Well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I've run out of things to say. It's fine. No, it's, it's fine. fine. It's it's like honestly, I was expecting a lot worse. Oh yeah, no, no. I so, I expected a hell of a lot worse from the trailers, but I got a film like you said. Like I could put this on, do other things. It plays in the background every once in a while. It's gonna catch my eye. I'm going to watch, then it's going to bore me, so I'm going to go back to doing something else. Like, this movie is able to turn, you can turn off your brain and watch it and just be entertained. Yeah. I mean, that's 
that's all you can and ask for. Like for me, that's that's what I want. Mm. You know, uh, oh, I've just I've just pulled up um, one of the old uh, the guest of Robin Hood. <laughs> it's, uh, but they've already updated the language in this version, so it's not quite as still. You wouldn't really get it, but it's not as bad as the one I I found for for Rory's podcast. That was just it made Shakespeare look pleasant to read. <laughs> it was that like. You were looking up every other word to try and understand what on earth it was talking about. So. All right. I want to read right. you. Well, there we go, Phil. Before we finish, I want to read you the uh, synopsis that IMDb has, and I want you to tell me how close it is to this movie. Okay? All right. Okay. A war-hardened crusader and his Moorish commander mount an audacious revolt against the corrupt English crown in a thrilling action-adventure packed with gritty battlefield exploits mind-blowing fight choreography and timeless romance um it's it's pretty much wrong from like okay he's definitely an a because he's a singular person so that's correct yeah um war hardened uh, he was away for four years so i'll allow it i suppose yeah okay war hardened i will i will accept that crusader Technically, yes. yes. His Moorish commander. Well, now that makes it sound like he they worked together. Yeah. When they were in um, when they were overseas, which yeah. they didn't. Nope. Um, an audacious revolt against the corrupt English crown. No, because it wasn't the crown that was the issue. It was the sheriff and who himself was actually. Mounting, some may say, an even more audacious revolt against the crown. The crown, um, thrilling, action-packed, gritty battlefield exploits. Um, I will allow thrilling and action-packed, gritty. If anything, this wasn't that gritty. No, I feel um, uh, maybe a bit dirty in the mines, but not not gritty, gritty. I think the grittiest part was probably the opening sequence when they're well, not the opening sequence because. That's when Maid Marian decided to show her bosom, pretty much, and steal a horse. Um, but when they were overseas, when they were doing the like that military esque moment, yeah, I think that's probably but was the... that was that gritty because it. I suppose it was, but because it was so light, yeah, because it was in the desert, it doesn't feel. I suppose it wasn't dark and gritty. It was light and gritty well they didn't say dark and gritty they just said gritty battlefield they just said gritty. you're right yeah well there was lots of sand yeah so, which is quite gritty yeah so, so that's can, correct i guess you can give it that uh did you um, find the fight choreography mind-blowing um i mean i'm sure some people took arrows to the head so <laughs> quite literally it probably was i'm more stuck on the timeless romance bit now because that's something we haven't mentioned, but basically he's away for four years. And after two years, it is reported that he is dead. Mm-hmm. And then he sees Marion has, you know, hooked up with somebody else two years after he has been dead. Yeah. And like he sees them kiss and then he proceeds to go and vomit in the alley. That I didn't understand. Which I felt was a little bit of an overreaction at that point, because it's not like, Oh no! I've discovered she's cheating on me. But also, you, you I, I feel like you'd find it like, oh no, she thinks I'm dead, and this has happened. 
Yes, but we also but, don't know how long they were together before you were sent off to the Crusades. It it for me it seemed like a couple weeks. Like yeah, she waited two years. Yeah, because my wife was saying, "Oh, are they married?" And I'm saying, "No, I I I don't think they had time." Yeah, like and also because yeah, if they come back, obviously that would be like, "Oh, you must still be married," because he wasn't actually dead. But I'm like, no, I don't think they. I, I don't think it was like they were actually together. Together, they just got together, and this kind of romance was blossoming then and there, and then cut short because he's called away. Yeah, it that's, was. That was my interpretation. That's so. what, like, there was no time. You there was no time. You couldn't tell the time, like how long things happened in this movie. Like you don't know from the moment. The only time you got was the four year gap. You're like. Okay, he he's, he yeah. left from here to here. That's four years. Good. Now he's back. How long did it take him to, to like the whole sequence of events from becoming Robin Hood or the Hood, as he's called, to him going into uh, uh, with Will Scarlet becoming the sheriff? Like, how long did that period of time take? Was that a day? Was it a week? Was it three months? Was it eight years? Well. How long does it take for Burns to, you know, heal like that? I don't know. Um, that, though, was an interesting thing, because when, you know, the sheriff is the one who had read that he was dead, mm-hmm. I half expected the, uh, like, the love triangle to then once again incorporate the sheriff. And it was almost refreshing that it didn't. Yeah. You know, it was it was kind of nice to be like, oh, no, she just met somebody else who initially seemed like a pretty nice guy Mm -hmm. although they would not be together (laughs) i don't understand why they're together because she is just like we can't tell him we can't tell him this you know and this is pre kind of knowing who robin hood is or that he's back but she was plotting with tuck long before that and being like we can't let him know he'll never be down for this and you kind of think well then why why are you together yeah (laughs) you clearly have different goals yeah, so this is going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a lot of things. She ends up there. They end up kind of having that triangle with the sheriff and Robin and Marion just at the end because uh, Will Scarlet becomes the sheriff of Nottingham. But I was I wasn't one. I I didn't expect that. I was like, okay, I like that change. Um, that that nice little twist on the uh, story. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, you're giving him a reason to hate Robin Hood, which harkens back to christian slater's will scarlet which is like okay nice nice you see him being manipulated by the church cool but it's oh oh i have just (laughs) just seen on imdb and uh so you had the trivia up before and then it's got goofs and it says much of the weapon technology and clothing featured in the film does not match what was available in medieval England. I could have told you that. Now, I'm not sure that counts as a goof. I'm I'm fairly certain they knew that going yeah, in. There was another I feel that that was a creative choice over a goof. <laughs> there was another point that the the uh, person who was doing the uh, uh, the clothing was told that it was one third in the past, one third in the f- in the present, and one third in the future. Right. Where is it? Is it in trivia or is it in goofs? I don't think I continuity. No, 
the hoodie no no i think yeah it's probably in the trivia but it was like yeah they 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 knew that everything was wrong um but yeah so yeah the film yeah set there's a, another statement says the hoodie uh, the hoodie Taron Egerton is wearing in the movie poster used for promotion purposes is machine stitched in an era when there were no machines to stitch hoodies. <laughs> there was also probably no. There was a lot more than that, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's here. the uh, The film set and costume designers got instructions to make everything one third historically correct, one third contemporary, and one third futuristic. To get the movie's unique look. Um, I feel that they didn't follow the one-third historical at all. My personal opinion. Yeah. I mean, maybe like the trousers a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, they... That's about it. uh, Yeah. I will... I mean, maybe he was wearing like something under that we couldn't see. There was like some undergarments that were very historical. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I I, I can't deny that. Um, But yeah. Um, Jason, what are you giving this out of ten? What are you? What what are? What is your final verdict on this? I mean, what you gave it a five, right? Yeah. And I like it more than you, (laughs) so I mean, it's got to be a six for me. Okay. At least. Um, I mean, I to be honest, it it seems like it's one of those films that I could watch again, and that number might go up or down. Okay. (laughs) Depending on your mood. but for now, I'll let it sit at a six. No, you know, I'm going to say seven just as this other guy did, just to counter the mass of negativity against it. So that's that's it's it's been given an extra little, you know, bump for that. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen. So you have it out of the horse's mouth from the the man that is known as the Robin Hood expert. It's a seven on ten and a five from your host with the most. Uh, before we go, I'm going to let Jason take the polished floor that I've just buffed up for him to let you guys know about where you can find him and his amazing podcast. Jason? Right. Well, um, I mean, after me giving this a seven, I'm not sure anyone wants to hear anything <laughs> I have to say. But if they do, uh, the easiest place to find me at the moment, while it still exists, is jasonrockson.co.uk where there's links to a conversation with podcast where each week I'm joined by a different guest and we just have a conversation on the topic of their choice and quite a lot of fun. We get some random questions thrown in as well. Uh, there is a game show called getting to know who, uh, the future of which is somewhat up in the air at the moment. And, um, my new show, uh, all across fitness that is going very well, apart from the video that I can't get to play today, but, um, that's just, that's more a technical issue than anything that I feel personally responsible for. Um, <laughs> That's that's about everything, Phil. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, all those links will be in the show notes down below. Please make sure you do check out A Conversation With and uh, Cross Fitness, uh, the great podcast, great YouTube channel as well. Um, of course, you can find us here on all social medias at The Phil Better Show. So that's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, I am your host with the most. I want to give a big thank you to Jason for suggesting that I go watch this movie and then do a podcast with him about Robin Hood. Um, Hopefully the next Robin Hood movie is in a while and we can do a movie that's not Robin Hood. Oh, could we? That would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm really feeling a little bit like pigeonholed, you know, backed into a corner. Yeah, I'm. I like lots of other stuff. Please let me come back on and 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 talk about something that is maybe universally praised. <laughs> we will. Nice. I will have you on, and we'll do a universally praised movie. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again. Make sure you rate and review the podcast. I thank you, and a good night.